Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 382, which smells like roses. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Did you guys have a good week? Not bad. I forgot to mention, I'll bring this up first, two weeks ago, I finally watched Coco. Oh, is it yeah, good? It was good. It was, um, it's not the top of the Pixar chain, but it's it was good. It was cute. Hmm. It was a fun movie. I liked it. And Mason and I went and saw Avengers again yesterday. <laughs> <clears throat> Any new revelations on your third go-round? Nope. It's still awesome, though. <laughs> Man, it's awesome. Do you guys, as ladies, have a good Mother's Day? We did. My uh, my son was going to get up and make Holly breakfast this morning, and he ended up getting lit up a little too late. Holly said, "Do I stayed in bed as long as I could. So, uh, <clears throat> so when I got up, I, I asked him if he wanted to go get her breakfast. <laughs> he said, yeah. So we got in the car and went and got breakfast and brought it home. And then tonight we went over to my parents and had uh, a cookout for my mom and Holly. Once again, it was a... Hey, let's have everybody over the house. And I'm thinking to myself, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> Never quite seems to go the way that in your head it's going to go. And within half an hour, it was fairly obvious this had been the wrong decision made. And she uh-huh. looked at me and said, next year, I want to go to a beach. I don't need no phone, no computer. <laughs> no email. I don't want anybody to be able to find me or get a hold of me. I said, okay, plan now. We'll start, start working to make that happen. Just, <laughs> Where's mom for Mother's Day? She's gone. <laughs> um, but it was, admittedly, it was also coming off a, uh, a very long weekend. We took the grandkids down to Coco Keys, and this was part of her free trip that she went off of the the radio station. So we finally got around. We, we thought, well, let's use this during the winter when it's cold. It's May. We're just now getting around to it, if that tells you anything. <laughs> um, the kids had a blast, which was the important part. That's good. We met up with Kirk. Aww. How's Kirk? Kirk's good. Good. It says to tell you both hi. I told him you were both going to be green with envy that I didn't yeah. see him and you didn't. We went with, to the zoo with my mom yesterday. and It was Gemma's first trip to the zoo since well, last time she went, she was an infant and slept the whole time. So, you know, she liked it pretty much. And then we just kind of hung around at home and had a nice low-key weekend for the most part. We did watch Kingsman the Golden Circle. And what'd you think? Yeah, not as good as the first one. Not as good as that's kind of working. I think on. it's too full. I think there's too much going on in it. It's like they got a budget and then went, okay. <laughs> yeah, or they were worried they weren't going to get to do a third one, so they decided to cram as much story into the second one as possible. Either one of those, I could see. Yeah, yeah. It's some cool ideas in it. The action wasn't as great as the first one either. All right, shall we move on to news? Let's. So Penguin, <laughs> Random House, Penguin Random House. That was a duck anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I know what noise a penguin makes. I'm not sure. Uh, have announced a new short story featuring the 13th Doctor as an uh, to expand the 12 Doctors, 12 Stories line. So they originally oh. the 11, sto- 11 right. Doctors, 11 Stories, and then they did a reissue and... An individual issue for 12, and now they're doing the same thing with 13, uh, written by Naomi Alderman. They have not announced the title of said story, though. But and this... if you're hoping that it will match up with your previously 12 and 11 volumes of artwork, it probably won't. 
Probably not. You'll probably have to buy a whole new volume yeah. just to get this one. But I'm sure it's I worth don't know. It. I can't back that up. <laughs> this is her first return to Doctor Who after her 2011 novel, Borrowed Time, which is getting re-released. Oh, wow. As a hardback. Big news for her. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a paperback edition. <clears throat> and then they have also announced a, collected doc- a collection of Doctor Who stories by Ginny T. Colgan uh, called The Triple Knife. The Triple Knife? The Triple Knife. Why does Ginny T. Colgan sound familiar? She's written a lot of stuff. That's why. Okay. <laughs> so within that's pretty... Doctor Who, I'm yes. guessing. Okay. And, well, and outside of Doctor Who, but yes. Oh, well, Within yeah. Doctor Who. Uh, I think she wrote some of the Tenth Doctor audios. And I don't think that's it. And some novels. That's probably where <laughs> So kind of nice to see the the thirteenth Doctor, you know, excitement building with these sort of things as we lead to the the start of the show. Well, she's definitely hitting the ground running with merchandise and logo and yeah, merchandising mm-hmm. already out there. The other bit of news this week, uh, f- they have announced the second story for Doctor Who Infinity, the new mobile game coming out. And it will feature the third Doctor and Joe, starring Katie Manning, and the Zarby. Cool. The Zarby. The, the Zarby. The bumblebees? Well, the... <clears throat> or the ants. The Which ants. one were the Zarby? The Zarby were the ants. The Monoptra were the bees. Yeah. Right, okay. Gotcha. And they've released some gorgeous art for this story, including a really impressive... So go Google it. A really impressive uh, cover. That is cool. Oh, yeah. Very neat. It is called Orphans of Polyoptra. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Polyoptra. Passamaquoddy. Written... By Gary Russell, if I remember correctly. In good hands, then? Yeah, Gary Russell wrote it, so that's exciting. George Mann and Gary Russell writing for a Doctor Who game? Can't go wrong there. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's it for news. Jenny Coogan wrote uh, Christmas Invasion, by the way, the Target novelization. Yes, that's the most that's recent. That's why you're thinking That's why I'm thinking that's of it. That's the most recent version. All right, let's move on to feedback. First up in feedback is Ben. Ben writes, Whew, I thought it was just me. Hey, guys. Whew, I thought it was just me. (laughs) I think Ben's caught in a bit of uh, a time loop recursion. Following up on last week's feedback, I did enjoy THX 1138. I, too, own it. It was one of the Blu-rays I got recently on Amazon. I got the overall gist of the movie, but specific elements of the film left me bewildered. A rewatch is definitely in order, but I have no confidence in that rewatch clearing things up for me. (laughs) That will simplify it pretty tremendously for you. Uh, The fact that you have no confidence in it clearing things up. Remaining in the world of film, I mentioned getting several Blu-ray movies recently, all at low prices. Of course, after submitting that, another film popped up on Amazon. I had previously searched for this on Blu-ray only to see that no such release was available until now. So, while for many years I had to be content with the standard DVD version, I now can enjoy the Andromeda strain on Blu-ray. 
another film, in this case a miniseries, that's coming to Blu-rays, The Martian Chronicles. I have it pre-ordered in my Amazon wish list. Wouldn't you know, though, I not too long ago purchased the standard DVD version as there was no Blu-ray, or so I thought. <laughs> ah, well, what is one to do? Better to have a thing and not need it, eh? You know, Martian Chronicles is one that I remember watching, and I think we maybe watched it in school. Mm-hmm. That, that was some the installments. And I remember not understanding a lick of it, but being really intrigued. And then years and years and years later, I went and bought it. And it's still sitting on my shelf to watch because I can't <laughs> manage to stitch together six hours to right. to invest into it. So maybe I can watch it with Ben. Moving into the world of books, I finished Authority, the sequel to Annihilation, and have begun the final book, Acceptance. I cannot wait to see where this journey finishes. I'm not sure what I'll read after that, but Doctor Who, The Day She Saved the Doctor, Four Stories from the TARDIS, may well be the one. I believe that's it for now. I hope you are well. Take care. Ben. Thank Thank you, Ben. Ben. Thanks, Ben. If people want to contact us, um, how do they do it? They can uh, just go to our website, travelingthevortex.com, and fill out the Send Us Feedback tab. Or you can send it directly to feedback at travelingthevortex.com. You can, of course, also reach out to us on any form of social media. And while you're at our website, you can, uh, of course, uh, support us on Patreon. Consider supporting us there. Um, All of the money that um, you donate to this podcast goes right back into this podcast so we can continue to produce the show. And we thank those who uh, are so already supporting us. Another way you can interact with us is also uh, the Doctor Who Book Club. Hop on there and the current... Book of the month is Doctor Who the Missy Chronicles, so hop on and if you've read that or if you are reading it, put in your thoughts. And then there's also a poll available for next month's uh, book to choose. What are the polls or what choices for next month? They are the novelizations. Oh, the ones that were just announced. Good. Yes. Then I did vote in that poll. I'm current. One of those written by Jenny T. Jenny T. That's probably why. Which one did she write? The Christmas Invasion. Oh, right. Yes, you said that right. Ooh, it's going to be one of those nights. It's going to be one of those nights. Oh, it's going to be one of those nights. One of those nights. One and of those a, nights. And, and, of course, thank you. It uh, goes out to the, the five-ish uh, fangirls for uh, monitoring and uh, keeping track and uh, taking care of the Goodreads Book Club for us. Yeah. We greatly appreciate it. Cool. Let's move on to this week's review. Castrovalva. The Doctor defeats the Master's plans to hold the universe to ransom, but at a high personal cost. After plummeting from the Pharos Project telescope, the Doctor regenerates. The time travelers escape the master's clutches, but the doctor's regeneration is failing, and Adric goes missing in the depths of the TARDIS. Only Nissa and Tegan can save the day by steering the TARDIS to the city of Castrovalva, renowned for its healing powers, but evil lurks at the heart of this simple paradise. I'm really not sure what to give this one. (laughs) Keith, start us off. I really like the first half of it. It's until they get to Castrovalva that it starts going downhill for me. <laughs> I think I could concur with that. Yeah, the it's, stu- it's sort of two different stories. I mean, it's not two different stories, but there's it, there's obviously a Act One that has a very little to do with Act Two. It's like right. getting to Act I mean, Two. The, the only connecting thread is the Master this Castrovalva's Plan B. Right. I mean, that's the only major uh, connection to the two. Um. Yeah, but the first half I really enjoyed of the Master's plan of sending him back to the, you know, Big Bang, kind of doing an edge of destruction type thing, and the Doctor's regeneration failing, and them trying to find the Zero Room, and wandering around the TARDIS so much. I, I, I really enjoyed watching all of that. It's just once they got to Castrovalva, and then the 
epic amount of time it seemed to take to get into the city. And then this city whose civilization is too rushed to try to establish and then winds up not mattering <laughs> because it was all a fiction anyways. Uh, just kind of uh, made me a little frustrated. And it's a shame, too, because there's really some neat ideas. Yeah, I think cast, the Castro Valva aspect of it would be would have been better had, you know, they they just went to Castro Valva and they, they stretched it out instead of trying to rush through the entire society building in one episode only to tear it all down in the next episode. <laughs> it's like, why, do I, why, why did I start caring about any of these people when you're going to start telling me that... They don't really exist. Yeah, exactly. Or they're a construct of some mathematical genius's mind. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love the the yeah. bits of the rug that get taken out from underneath us, like the the hunting party, and yes. big feathers and weird and spears and things. And then we get inside, and it's like, oh no, that's an exercise regiment. <laughs> what? <laughs> the ideas behind all of this are really cool. Yeah. The fact that it's a spatial time loop no. that he's established, and no. <laughs> <laughs> Quit, quit trying to sugarcoat it. <laughs> no, I, th- I think there is some, some, some good there. Here, it's just not well no. executed. Here's, here's the problem that I have. Is, uh, in, in my mind, this is the way the pitch session went. Okay, so the, the newly regenerated doctor, things aren't going well. Okay? And the master has this plot, and it's a trap. Okay. And then what? What's well, a trap? Within a trap. Oh, 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 that, that'll be exciting. Okay, go write that. And instead what we get <laughs> is... <clears throat> so, I'm going to hypnotize Adric. Kidnap him. And kidnap him. And force him to set the TARDIS on a collision course with the Big Bang. But just in case that doesn't work, I'm also going to have him load information into the TARDIS computer banks about this fictional city that doesn't exist that will help the Doctor with his regeneration... Again, just in case plan A doesn't work out. And as part of plan A, may, I don't know, maybe it was pre-programmed in there that the Zero Room would get jettisoned. Maybe not. Maybe it's happenstance. But he's got to come here either way. We're going we're gonna to force him to, to get to Castrovalva as plan B. And then I'm going to use Adric to build Castrovalva because it doesn't really exist. And then once he's here, are you ready for this? I'm going to kill him. That's a really convoluted plan to, <laughs> yeah. to get to that. Yeah, that's the master for you, though. But but really, to get to that end game, I'm going to pry him out of his box and stab him with my fireplace poker. That's kind of the end goal here. That's it? That's that's all you got? Okay. I... So apparently, Castrovalvo was a painting. Yeah. Done by MC, by MC Asher. Asher. Which kind of a... You ever seen the which explains the stairs upside down? Yeah, and all of that. Up and I didn't know that that's, that's what that. I mean, I, I obviously watching it, it's fairly obvious well, that that was the influence of it, but yeah. I didn't know that that was the actual name of the painting. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 got moments that that are that are fairly joyous. Um, Tegan thinking that she's flying the TARDIS in a very logical, rational. This is how we would look something up in the information file, and this is how I'm going to execute it. And then having that rug pulled out from under us, I was like, no, it was all pre-programmed. You didn't do jack squat. Aw. Nissa, 
being Nyssa and trying to kind of toe that balance between the doctor's wishes and whatever Adric is telling her and keeping Tegan, you know, in balance. Okay, that's kind of awesome. The doctor putting in a fairly, you know, nuanced performance of Peter Davidson and and supplementing with, you know, some 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 uh, some previous doctor reactions and, you know, kind of becoming the, the Peter Davidson doctor that we would know. Except for the whole insult to injury that not only is a skinny blonde guy set up in place of my doctor, that now he's five minutes in the TARDIS awake and he's dismantling the scarf. This is not the scarf, it's the burgundy scarf. Yeah, but still, the, the symbolism <laughs> of that was too great to ignore. Not only am I not him, I'm really not him. Um, oh, not, and here not goes just the, the waistcoat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking the shoe off and leaving it behind. Okay. I don't even think the performance was nuanced. It was really. It was forced. It was over the top. It was driving home too much of a point. If he had just done subtleties of the doctors, I would have been more. I, I would have appreciated that more. I would have liked it. But he was doing Hartnell very over the top. He was doing Second Doctor very over the top. He was doing Second Doctor. Was over the, the, there was the problem is uh, somebody told him to do these, and it, I, I don't think it was necessarily him. I think somebody was saying, "No, give me more. Give me more, so they know. Let's drive it home yeah. that that's what you're doing." And I'm afraid that, that you didn't need to drive it home by overemphasizing it. So now I just, that was terrible. I actually and, read that that was Davidson's idea and, to do that well, in the first place. And, I don't know about the so it was level too much. that they were done. <laughs> well, then it was too much for me. No, who did it? It was too much. The, um, the other thing is Davidson doesn't have anything to do in this. They make it seem That's like he does. That's another problem. Yeah. But he has nothing to do but run around and be confused. This was a terrible use of regeneration sickness. Terrible use of it. I like the idea that there are consequences and they wanted to show us that. And there was there, you know, it just, and the zero room idea, I think is conceptually kind of the, the neat one. It's like a meditation chamber where it blocks out everything that's, you know, incoming, especially when you <clears throat> regenerate underneath a radio telescope, which they kind of explain that. And he needs a, a place to relax and, and get his mind off of while he rests. It's kind of the same thing that David Tennant did laying in bed before right. the coffee, but, or before the tea. But, it just there's there's way too much of that. So I disagree with this. The first part being good. Maybe it's a little better than the second part, but or the second two. But it, there's nothing going on. There's it's it's Nissan. But it all Tegan. happens in the TARDIS. It's so Nissan. It gets a pass. And, yeah, no, it's <laughs> Nissan Te- Tegan. If they'd have shown us different parts of the TARDIS that were even more interesting, it was this one was even more corridors. That was sure. the problem. I don't care. More corridors. Yeah. That's a TARDIS interior. The zero room. The thing <laughs> is, the TARDIS is vast. The TARDIS has tons of room, rooms, but we continue to just see corridors. I don't know what the corridors look like. I can imagine what the corridors look like. But Tegan and, and Nisa have very little to do. Now, they give them the the idea of they're going to kind of figure this out and pile it themselves, but you're exactly right. Any sort of building they did, team building they did, they tore that down at the very end. And so it's just, it's... It's a. I was. This is the one I was looking forward to the least re- rewatching because it's not one of my favorite episodes. I've never been a big fan of this one. Um, it just it it takes too long to get anywhere. And when we get to Castrovalva, I'm with you. I don't know that there. I don't know that that concept is a. Good, you have to explain to me why you think that's a good concept. Why is that good? Why is it good ideas? They get there and it makes me interested in what's going on. What's the mystery of the city? But then again, it's all dismantled in the next episode, and you're like, well, why do I even care? That you've built me up on this, it's almost like you went for a shock factor of we're gonna, you know, play you up on this society and make you interested and find out what's what's going on on what are these people are all about. Oh no, it doesn't matter because they don't really exist and and they don't realize they don't exist. It just it was 
I don't know. It just. I think I, I found what I found interesting was the spatial time loop aspect of. Things. Okay, why is that a good idea? Uh, well, I, I think it, the and the execution I think was fairly well done of them wandering through this city and keep winding back and can't find where they're why going. Why is that interesting? I, I found it interesting. Okay, why is that interesting, Sean? Why is that a good concept? I think somebody needs to sell me on why that's a good concept. To me, it's just walking in circles. You can't get out. It's like a. It's like the Minotaur's maze. Maybe just... because this is the first time that we've walked in circles. We've seen walking in circles. We saw it two episodes ago with, uh, or one episode ago with Legopolis with the TARDIS and the TARDIS and the TARDIS and continually walk into the into the console. So room. they've already borrowed the idea. So we've already got that idea, and we've seen it previously with um, what's the Suntarn Fourth Doctor one, where he's leading them through the TARDIS but it's the same oh, set invasion of, of times yeah, invasion. and it's obvious yeah. that it's the same set of four hallways it's the same stairwell it's the same, it's the same that. but this is the first time that we get led around in circles and they're aware of it that makes all the difference who's aware of it the doctor well he was aware of it in the last, see, well, last episode have, that go, but, he but, figures it out as but, we go but, along and then he's aware of it later but as, then he's not he, 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 it's, it's a different kind of circle they think they're just, they think they're still going like deeper because the lighting is changing and they're, they're still plodding forward through that gravity bubble, but it, it's, it's, it's different. This is a little, little, Oh, it's the square. We've come back to the square. Draw me a map. Where's your, All right. so why is it a good idea? It's just different. It's different. Okay. I also found it interesting because it was a send up of that painting and it was a, that and the realization of that painting brought to life. Fortunately, kind of, fortunately, kind of like that part done in Labyrinth. Fortunately, Labyrinth did it much better. Well, yeah, but <laughs> Labyrinth also did it later. I no, they did it much later, but they did it better. I guarantee <laughs> you that one scene in Labyrinth had a larger budget than all four pieces. Oh, sure, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> together. absolutely. Maybe not, but um, no, it's just, like I said, I, I agree. The, the, the second half of it, 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 it definitely falls apart for the same reasons that we were dissatisfied with uh, whatever the Matrix episode with uh, Capaldi was. Where that we got invested and then found out, oh, none of it mattered. What was that? Well, the first monk one. Yeah, uh, for the same reason, the dream yeah. crabs. It's like, oh, oh. Anytime you take the reality element out of it, it, it becomes a, okay, well, now all of a sudden I'm less interested. And to Which do is it, why I found the first half better and more interesting because it actually mattered. To do it this early yeah, and real. It matters, but there's nothing going on in those two uh, episodes. It's, 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 it's to get from Earth to... Castrovalva. And so you spend two, you spend 60 minutes averting a crisis. Yes, they're getting ready to go into the thing. But that, if, if you believe that Tegan had nothing to do, well, the doctor did come in and, and, and come up with the jettison. The, the, that, that, to be fair, that's, that to me is the conceptually the coolest yeah. part of the whole thing is, well, how do we need, how do we get out of here? Well, we have to jettison some of the TARDIS, like a fourth, fourth of, of it. it. Yeah. In order to get enough propulsion to get away from there, yeah, yeah. But then the doctors run around struggling. He's in circles, and it, it just there's there's it's, it's once they resolve the getting out of the heading toward the Big Bang is when the Castrovalva plot starts yeah. to kick in, and I that's when though, it becomes less interesting. I think though the problem with it is there's one solution to get it out of that, and they kind of get to that idea of the solution. And then still spend a long time you waiting. Is this going to work? You know, the the whole if factor and Nissa learning about if, which I thought was silly because while Tegan's kind of right, you know, you, there is there is the chance thing that you kind of have to do. And then later she's moaning about it that, you know, we're, you know, it's <laughs> anyway, the, the whole if thing about, you know, well, what if we jettison the console room? What if, 
but there's no there's very little suspense there. There because there's there's no they I they, think there wasn't much suspense there to begin with and they yeah, invented they the just, console room that's argument. That's what it just is. They invent that, you know, it feels let's, like let's it's invented. Tension. Yeah. It there's no tension there though. That's the, that's the problem. And the doctor running around just uh, you know going into the thing it's it's frustrating because if they had they were able to kind of make the tension around it a little better that could have been more of an active presence of me going, oh gosh, okay, what's what are they going to do? What's going to? But it's just it's a lot of running around and uh, you know, just I don't know. A part of the problem is <laughs> I don't know how to describe the, the, and I I don't want to delve too deeply in this because this is, I think will better tie in with with next week's topic on regeneration, but the regeneration sickness idea is really kind of lame because you are removing your core character from the show for a large chunk of it. And now you're shouldering the burden of responsibility on the companions. That can be a good thing. That can be done in a, a, a plot development, uh, you know, if, if, this, if he's got regeneration sickness and that's the, the thrust of the, of the plot, okay. But there's so many of these that the doctor's just out of commission and we wind up with running around and nothing really happening until miraculously he has a cup of tea. And, and, and sits up and figures it all out, which is really what happens here. He gets to Castrovalva, he reads a book, and figures it out. Okay, so you've wasted an episode. Spirit now. from space, he lays in hospital file, gets up, a te- gets up right. takes a shower, and figures it out. Yeah, and there's, there's so <laughs> many of them that are like that, that follow that template, that it's, it's a waste of an episode. I would much rather just have the doctor hit the ground running. Maybe give me 10 minutes of confusion while he's still muddling through it and then move on. Sure, it's don't like re- 11th hour. Don't remove the sickness altogether, but right. get, it, get, it, get the doctor back into the subject of and the how story. much If you had done it that way, if all of them followed that pattern, how much more impactful is Twin Dilemma when he turns and strangles Perry? Yeah. Maybe that makes that better because it's regeneration sickness to the nth degree, and you're going, oh, what, what, my God, what is going on? Sure. But instead, it just becomes, oh, he's wonky. This episode, he'll be all right next time. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, and and so Castrovalva, we, we we've got that. We've got to deal with regeneration sickness, and they tried. We got the zero room. We got some other things going on that we're going to try and really weave it into the plot, and that's why we have to go to Castrovalva. Oh, but we've also got the master to deal with. And so once again, we get this very convoluted, over-the-top, way too engineered plot device. Now, I will give them credit, admittedly, having not seen this since, you know, it aired on or when I, whenever I saw it originally. I haven't gone back and watched this one, so this is only my second viewing on it. Totally didn't get that that one guy was Anthony Ainley. <laughs> the f- at first viewing. Or the first time he came in in the bedroom like, yeah. before he takes a nap. I didn't, I didn't yeah, get, I didn't get it. At all. I did not get that at all. I didn't get it until when he showed the up the second time. I I caught it when he when the when the reveal happened. I went what? I mean, well, of course he is, but what? <laughs> I mean, that was so. Hats off for that one. I'll tell you when I I first watched it when I was young, when I was a kid, and then the first watching that I had this, which was several years ago, but I remember misremembering because I knew there was the big reveal and that the doc that the master was in disguise but I misremembered who it was and I thought it was a librarian and I kept the whole time thinking okay when's he gonna when is the reveal when does librarian reveal that he's the master I can't remember and then I felt this and this time because I knew that I remembered this time but like I remember looking at him going uh, is that Anthony Lee? I'm not sure and trying to figure it out <laughs> and only to have the uh, the other guy 
<laughs> reveal that he's uh, so I was completely I wasn't even paying attention. Probably what this time I looked and I was like, that's obviously Manly Amley now. The second time but he the, showed up, I could totally tell it was. I him. couldn't. I did. I, but I think I was so focused on the librarian. When is that reveal? I can't remember. It happened somewhere right. around here. And I was like, well, and the the, oh. the librarian does have that element of shady about him. That oh he, yeah, he's up to something. But I think and, that's the purpose of it is to give right. him misdirection because. And again, and he's wearing black, and this guy's wearing all white, so we right. have to trust him. It's <laughs> not until he teams up with the and doctor he has and says, okay. three little circles on his helmet. Right. Got those hats. Oh, the, hat, the hats were amazing. I'm going to go out and buy five of those hats. Pickle buckets. The, uh, I know it's on your birthday present <laughs> list for you guys as next long, year. As long as it's luminous, you better have a built-in lighting rig. But... Um, no wonder he kind of walked stooped over with a cane. The weight of that hat probably was. <laughs> but uh, no, I so I didn't see I didn't see the reveal coming. But again, I, even know. this picture on the back of the DVD case doesn't look like Ainley. Mm-mm. I don't think. Well, and he's credited as something ridiculous, some ridiculous anagram again. Yeah, or I should say, it's the first time. And the old toyne. But um, I just I, <laughs> I just I feel like I feel like Scott. I have a gun in my room. I'll go get it. I'll bring it back here. We'll shoot them together. It'll be fun. <laughs> and why do you need sharks with laser beams on their heads? <laughs> why? And the master's just like, you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> because of course I do. So, again, the, the, the reveal of, of that happening with the master, and it's not the librarian is kind of one more insult to injury that you started to give me something interesting with Castrovalva, but ultimately it doesn't matter because all these people... I mean, I'm not even all that concerned over the fact that, oh, come on, follow this guy. He's, he can get us out of here. He's imaginary, right? I mean, <laughs> I guess is is he as real as any of the block computation stuff, but I, I kind of feel like he's going to hit that invisible barrier and fade out or something right he's just not going to make it out of this so i can't i can't be too concerned about your escape now either i don't know just some 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 missed and i think the story could have just almost as easily worked with a spatial spatial time a loop if castor valva hadn't been a construct if the master had just gotten with his TARDIS, traveled back and planted himself into the society and worked his and done his masterly thing and become this high position so he could do this, that almost would have worked better as a story. Of course, you probably would have needed more length to flesh it out more, but... Oh, okay, let's jettison the zero room bit. <laughs> yeah. We're, I don't... What can we do for you, Doctor? You're, you're better. You're in the TARDIS, right? No, I don't have anything like that. We have to go somewhere this. What do you suggest? Cast, only Castrovalva has a zero room. Yeah, let's go to Castrovalva. Okay, boom, done. We're there. And then you start delving into the mysteries of this planetary society and why are all their history books are thousands Not our job to old. fix it. I know. <laughs> It'd be a fun job, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> those, are, those are the two things that I come away from. I imagine the pitch session was the Master has a plan, and it's a trap, followed by, you know that painting, that M.C. Escher thing? Let's do that. What if the Doctor went there? That'd be kind of cool. Let's okay. Go make that work. It didn't. <laughs> and the past two stories of praising Adric all get stripped away in this one because he doesn't get to do anything and is held captive pretty much the whole time. And despite trying to fight the master, it's such 
his acting is a bit too over the top also. He he swings too wildly from I must help the doctor, I'll never help you to what appears to be that artful darger ploy of okay, yes, the doctor is doomed. I see that now. Okay, yeah. we don't buy it, but you know, the master doesn't either. And then it swings back into no, no. Eh. Yeah. There's also some mild I, concern I, I have over the fact that the master can abduct people from within the TARDIS. Yeah. That seems like a well, breach see, of security. Is that what happened? Because I was kind of unsure. If Oh, wait, no, he didn't. He nabbed him outside. Oh, right. It was a, it was it was a, a forced projection. Yeah, that's okay. right. Throughout, right. yeah, the entire time from when... That's right. When when the TARDIS's, when the master's TARDIS lands after the attack that's on the right. police okay. officer. He's outside. Right. Yeah, right. he's actually abducted him then. And forced a projection of him walking into the TARDIS. Which is why he's... The TARDIS was hovering up above it. Right. The other TARDIS. The other TARDIS. Yeah. No chameleon circuit needed there. <laughs> no, just a pillar hovering in space. No <laughs> no one noticed. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Move along. He was probably busy with those block computations. And I, I, I can't per, be bothered with that. Nobody will pay any attention to me anyway. That projection going. His perception filter was engaged. The poor, dumb, unconscious police officers wouldn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> this was the first one, I guess, that had a uh, cold open. Up to this point, they they never. I'm kind of glad they did it that way because of the fact that they were recapping the last episode, which was the Doctor's fault. Do wait, so Power didn't do it when it was li- when it aired in live action. According to the wiki article I read, this okay. was the first one to do it. Because hmm. the animated version had it for Power. It did have a cold open, didn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it should have. <laughs> That's what the animators felt. Like, maybe they, yeah, maybe way. they redid it. Um, it's also interesting to note that going back and seeing these now, this is the version of the regeneration that I remember. Oh, I didn't remember the everybody coming back uh, hallucination bit, but I do remember him still sitting up for right. a minute. So it's kind of a mesh between the two. Um, it's interesting how much follow-up there is to the story previously. And the fact that they're, you know, getting chased down by the security guards and Adric gets captured and there's a good 15 minutes there almost of fallout from the previous story, which was you well, something you normally fallout. don't see either. <laughs> fallout. I see you what you don't normally there. see. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Um, it is what it is. <laughs> it, in a way, it, it Castro Valva perfectly encapsulates a lot of the Fifth Doctor's era for me. That we've See, got too many characters not being given enough to do and not enough story to flesh out a four-parter because it feels like, well, it, it, it genuinely, a lot of the later 80s Doctor Who feels to me like we're feeding the dragon. We've got to put something out there. And so, well, let's stretch this idea out for X number of episodes, and that way we only have to write three. I don't, I don't know. Maybe not. I, I don't can kind of see that. But. Maybe a little bit. I would definitely put Castro Velva on the lower end of Fifth Doctor stories. <laughs> well, the nice thing is, if you were watching these in order, then you would get Frontios next. So, all right. No, for the Doomsday, which is a great one. That's what I mean. Yeah, for the Doomsday. I had the right one of my. In your brain, head, I just yeah. had the wrong title. Yes, Fort of Doomsday. Oh, God, Frontios. The Tractators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not that one. No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> a 
un- unfortunately, if you felt that way about this one, you still had Frontios to look for. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, Black Orchid. Or... I don't mind Black Orchid. I'm sure there are other ones that are just slipping my mind. <laughs> no, there's a bunch, but... <laughs> I think Black Orchid's an unfair one to pick on. So now that if I've... nothing else, it's short. Yeah. <laughs> So now that I've seen the entire uh, New Beginnings box set, I did go ahead and start listening to Primeval, Mm. which is like 3,000 years before Keeper of Trocken. So it's kind of a more exploration of Trocken, but it's such an old Trocken that even Nissa doesn't recognize it. So there's not that much new to be gleamed from it out out of the Keeper era of the Trocken Union. So, since you brought it up, how do we feel about this as a trilogy, going from Trocken to Legopolis to Castrovalva? The fact that the master is there is what makes it the trilogy. It's that master thread going through the entire thing, which I think, for the most part, works pretty decently as a trilogy. There's definitely connecting tissues throughout everything, which is vitally important. Is it the best trilogy out there? No, but... There are stronger connections for that box set than the Solarian box set that they did. See, I think I would disagree. What? <laughs> the Silurian <clears throat> Sea Devils and Warriors of the Deep had stronger connections? Well, at least they all had Sea Devil. Or, uh, well, they, these they, all had the Master. Silurian. Yeah, but... <laughs> Right, right. Well, wait, wait, wait! These right, were all con- these were all directly connected. These make an actual trilogy. Yeah. This is like the most logical box set next to Dalek War. This is the most logical box set in this in the entire series. But the Silurian box set was was ridiculous. It was just like, well, we've got we've got these three we've stories. got these three stories, and one one has Silurians, one has Sea Devils, and one has them both. Yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. No, I understand that that was done purely as a marketing thing. As oh, it's a Sea Devil box set. Or Silurian box set versus the New Beginnings. I was like, well, here's a trilogy of things, but they, 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 there's, I, I there's very this, little trilogy. I think in this it. trilogy works better than the Dalek War trilogy. Yeah, well, I, from your guys' perspective, yes, because yeah. it's just that narrow. <laughs> we go from one to the other, so right. Well, was that a was that a trilogy? Or was it that was just, no, a two it was just a two? Right. two and because the one was barely connected, that was uh, Frontier in Space. Frontier, and yeah, Frontier, and Frontier, yeah, I just the Master shows up in all three of them, but. He's got three different plans. Well, they yeah. just happen to all, and it's amazing, isn't it, that he had this whole thing ready to go that he was going to drop the doctor off the top of the frontier or off the Pharos uh, Project Tower, and it didn't work, and he regenerated, and he immediately had this plan ready to go in reserve. So by the time we get to Castrovalva, this is actually Plan Z, uh. <laughs> because there are so many attempts to kill the doctor throughout yeah. all these other things. He was going to leave him stranded on Trocken. He was going to entrap him well, in the but, web. But he, I think that the that's Trocken the... was impromptu, yeah. because he didn't plan on the doctor showing up in Trocken. Right. He f- and then followed him to Legopolis. And he wasn't there to kill the doctor. He was right. there to... He had a different plan. He had a whole other plan. He just took advantage of the opportunity right. to try to this kill the doctor. This is the first one that... Uh, but he, of but he, all went, of them. he went to Earth. He followed him to Earth and then to Legopolis. But they were working together. They were working together to go to Earth. Oh, you mean... Oh. Yeah, well, yeah. that's because he needed the doctor as part of his plan, though. He wasn't there to kill the doctor. He was just using the he, doctor. He followed the doctor to use him as part of his plan to... He was pretty much hitching a ride. Basically... Uh, take control of Legopolis and then ultimately use the doctor again to try to 
take control of the Coming universe. right off the heels of his defeat, in quotes, at Trocken. I don't know. It's, 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 it's a contrivance. I'm nitpicking. I understand that. But it's... It, I don't know. It, it's the master is very frustrating to me because we, we've talked before about his mo of I'm going to go and get this super powerful alien race to invade the planet. Ha ha! Oh, they're more powerful than I anticipated. Now I have to team up with the doctor, and that's his mo. And at least we don't get that here. But it really makes him seem very inept because none of his plans come to fruition because he just. He's just not very good at coming up with plans. They're way too complicated. Isn't that the argument you've made? Pre- you just made for the previous master stories. Yeah. Okay. It, it, so it, it's, it, it's not an exclusive to this. No, trilogy. it's not exclusive to the issue trilogy, you have. It, it, this trilogy really. It's just an overall master. It's an overall issue. master issue, but it really this I think brings that more into focus because there there is no alien. I think you need to watch the third Doctor stories back to back. Oh, we can put that on the list. <laughs> I think because I think you'd have the same issue then. Ultimately, though, it's, it's it's not really even fair to call this a trilogy. It's it's three episodes in sequence that were released as a marketing thing because they realized when the DVD right. came out, then the DVDs were released. They said, "Hey, we have these three together that we haven't released. Let's market it as the New Beginnings box set." Nobody calls this the trilogy. Nobody ever calls this trilogy. The only reason that's planted in anybody's heads is because they were released together in a box set, and it suddenly got the name, the New. Uh, beginnings box set it was never intended to be a trilogy but you know uh, to entertain bbc worldwide said hey we can market these together as a set i don't even think these three were box setted in the uk this way i think this was just for americans and the reason why to entertain realized that and bbc worldwide realized that they needed to do these box sets back in the nine or yeah nineties and actually early two thousands was because that's what American consumers were buying. They were buying things in box sets. That's why we got Dalek War the way we did. That's why we got the New Begins the way we did. That's why we got the Solarian box set the way we did. And that's exactly why. In fact, that's the first one that they said they did that for was the key to time. They knew that Americans would pick them up in 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 box sets because that's how they were marketing television shows media. over here was in, in sets. And so that's really all it boils down to. So to kind of, it's almost unfair to kind of look at this as, well, what do we think of the trilogy? Well, it's not a trilogy. Okay, it's, what do you think of it as the new beginnings, together. as the end of one era and the beginning of another, as the uh, transition period? Not even any different than the transition period for anything else. I mean, there's nothing here that stands out, other than the fact that it was the loss of my doctor. Um, nothing else stands out compared to 10th Planet and Power of the Daleks, or, you know, just... Any of those bridges are always kind of rough because it's a new doctor. It's a new, there's surprises involved. But I don't think this one stands out any different than any other uh, end of an era, new uh, beginnings uh, that, that has been done before. I think you could almost make arguments that it could be a trilogy based off of the, the script editor wrote two of the stories two the three, on the yeah. heels of, so he saw the seeds of Keeper at Trocken and said, oh, we can keep this going a little bit, and then bam, bam, do it. If it were three different writers, I think you could. Your argument is a bit more solid. I think you can argue it both ways because, yeah, there aren't strong connective tissues other than Master going through, but because the two two of them are written by the same person, you can make the argument other way too. So, does that mean then the you would consider uh, deep breath part of? A series, a trilogy, because Moffat wrote all, all of, oh De- yeah, Day and of the Doctor, very Time of the Doctor, and, to them. Uh, Name of the Doctor. I mean, I wouldn't call that a 
trilogy either. To, to be completely to say because it's New a, Beginnings I mean, box set or New Beginnings trilogy. I mean, I, the new series <laughs> the is new certainly new written different because the <laughs> yeah, showrunner yeah, is writing really the bulk is. of the shows. But I just, I mean, there there were ones. I mean, if you look at Eric Sayward, he wrote several that were back to back. Now it wasn't a transitional period between Doctors that he was doing, but Sayward wrote some back to back together. I don't think you could argue that that would be a trilogy, just because. There's a common thread, and he's carrying it across to something the, the, else. The E-Space so. trilogy is simply three stories that happen to take place in E-Space. Yeah. It's the E-Space Adventures. But that's more of a trilogy to me in than, fact, than that's, this. In fact, that's more of the E-Space Adventures, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but they are certainly more connective as far as, far as you know, in there's fact, more connective it, tissue for to, the To e be completely trilogy. pedantic about it, it really winds up being this is no different than Utopia and then Sound of Drums. and This is a two-parter. <laughs> Legopolis and Castrovalve was a two-part episode. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that. Them. Yeah, okay. that, that's a better example. I can see that. Yeah. yeah, but I wouldn't call that a trilogy either. <laughs> I come, I, I come to this with very mixed uh, emotions, really, because I've avoided these particular stories for so long, remembering the, the the pain and suffering I endured as a kid, and found that it wasn't nearly as bad as I remembered. Even watching him unravel the scarf tonight was like, okay, I'm all right. I'm fine. I actually kind of like that. I do too. <laughs> the idea of I found it rather fun. The idea of using the scarf so that Adri could get back to the console room yeah. and got lost, and then throwing pieces of his wardrobe down when he's run out of yarn from the scarf. I thought that was <laughs> and actually then seeing clever. the lipstick on the on the wall, thinking it was some leak, and no, it's just my lipstick. <laughs> it's funny that they had the same idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it does uh, going back to you know any any excuse for more Tardis interiors. This one. We, we've seen it a couple times now, but I, I really, really, really appreciate that the roundels are not just decorative, that they're actual yeah, panels yes, for, yeah. for things that are inside of them. That, to me, is just like, oh, that's Yeah, there's the even one for thing. a first aid kit. Mm-hmm. There's one to turn the temperature <laughs> down in the TARDIS. <laughs> Venting hydrogen. Turning the temperature down. Going to manual control. Which, apparently, the master's plan took that into account as well. There are stories. There are stories that I, I I dislike more than this one, but this one's just one of those ones that it's it doesn't ever hit my list until we do something special. I think the last time that I watched this was when I bought the box set. And thought, okay, I want to watch all these since I've got them all now. So, yeah, it's I think it's one that while I I enjoyed Keeper of Trocken quite a bit and Legopolis quite a bit, I think I would feel I would have to continue if I started those two to watch this one, it kind of gets a pity viewing yeah. for future viewings for me. And Which again, is a shame because I enjoyed the, the box set slash trilogy, whatever you want to call it. These three stories, two of them fairly well. And then they'll kind of end it on kind of a meh note. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing. And it's ironic in an episode that features the big bang, that this is the way the thing ends with not with a bang, but a whimper. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the way things start. Now, there's there's <laughs> other there's other stories in the Doctor Universe dealing with the Big Bang that are much better than this one. So, because they've gone back, uh, well, almost to uh, in in uh, uh, what's the one you mentioned earlier? Edge of destruction. Edge of destruction. Yeah. And then obviously later in uh, Big Bang and Pandora. Well, right in the middle there too. The one with the um, the big. It's a Davison story again. It's um, is it Terminus? Is that the one where they meet the crew? And no, that's that. That one's with the Leprechaun crew. Yeah. There's another one where they meet 
the people and they end up causing the Big Bang. And I can't remember what story is that. It seems like oh it's, yeah, it seems like is it's a fifth Doctor story. And yeah, they end up they they're the ones that are the the cause behind the Big Bang. I can't remember what it is. Oh, maybe it'll come to me. And they have the don't they have this big rock dinosaur? Not dinosaur rock, like. Uh, uh, it's like a big dragon looking thing but it's like all rock it's like all uh, a stone and what is that why can't i think of what that is that's a vol from the star trek episode uh what's that story <laughs> anyway there's yeah, that well, one where they they end up terminus being, it is terminus it is terminus okay i i had pieces of terminus in my head and then i thought no those were those were the lepers there was that's right yeah okay so it was terminus because that's the one that has the giant wolf that comes out of the wolf, thing's mouth. That's what right? it was, but yeah, it's but it, it was like a it was a stone statue of a wolf. It was like a Chuck E. Cheese reject, is well, what it was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. One. Yeah, yeah. I thought Terminus was set at the end of things, though. That's why it was Terminus and not before. I guess, man, I don't know. Maybe I, gotta, I need to go back and rewatch Terminus now because, yeah. hey, that's a trilogy. That's uh, <laughs> that's Nisa's final episode. So yes, it is. yeah. All right. Anything so else I, you want to talk and, about on this before we uh, wrap this thoughts, up? Keith, now that you're at the end, that you've seen everything there is to see other than the stuff that isn't real. <laughs> the stuff that he... The stuff that uh, no longer exists, that we need some block computation transfers to make work. <laughs> you, to bring uh, it back. You might have built up this box set and trilogy a bit too much. Maybe just the Castor Valva aspect of things that... Oh, I never said that, it was good. And the build-up was not for you. The build-up was for him putting it off as long yeah, as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I feel quite accomplished for, to having seen everything. Purely done for my own benefit. <laughs> I wasn't worried about you at all. Although some things, it seems like it's been so long since I've watched that if I go back and rewatch at this point, I would be pretty fresh. Well, now we're going back and watching everything in order. Woo! All right. All right. What do we got coming up on the schedules, Sean? An unearthly child. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, well, now that Keith has seen all the regeneration episodes, we thought it would be fun to talk regeneration episodes. So we're going to kind of look into the uh, the best worst kept secret of the Time Lords and discuss that peculiar genetic trait. Possible, we yeah. don't know. So we'll, we'll have a, hopefully have a, a spirited discussion in that. We are also going to take a look at the um, free comic book day comic that. Uh, uh, Titan Comics released this year. I don't think it has a specific name other than Doctor Who 2018. Um, but uh, it was released if you were a, uh, able to uh, procure a copy on Free Comic Book Day. Good on you. Looks uh, like it has three titles. The Tenth Doctor version, a part of it is called Catch a Falling Star. Seventh Doctor part is called Armageddon Gambit. And the Eleventh Doctor part is Midnight Feast. The Armageddon Gambit. That's a great title for a Seventh Doctor story. I can't wait to read that. Um so, yes, Glenn spoiled it now that there's three stories in it. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> and uh, so we'll, 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 we'll come. As soon as you turn to page two, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we will be covering that as well next week. Cool. Anything else we need to talk about before we close out this show? I don't think so. All right. If that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.